0: Did Abraham Lincoln's deep depressions make him a better president to lead the U.S. through civil war? Why did Marilyn Monroe's death by suicide coincide with an upswing in her movie career? I'm Dr. Gail Saltz, and on my podcast, Season 2 of Personology, I'll be joined by amazing experts to delve into the minds of famous historical figures. If you want to know what really made exceptional people tick, then take a listen to Personology. Find Season 2 of Personology on January 25th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Alec Baldwin. Listen to my podcast, Here's the Thing, on iHeartRadio. It's my chance to talk with artists, policymakers, and performers.
1: I always like to say I like being an actress, but I love being Kristen. So I've prioritized that a little bit more than my, like, desire to spread my wings or prove to people that I can be some dramatic actress.
0: If you like listening as much as I like talking with interesting people, go to here's heresthething.org. And subscribe now on the
2: iHeart app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Serious Rap is a production of iHeart Radio. Me and my friend Piggy's Rap Shit.
3: Hey, yo, 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 Mike check one, two, episode, is this 139? 139. One day I'm going to remember <laughs> what episode we're on. Episode 139, Serious Rap Shit Podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. And yeah, we we about to get busy. How you been, Josh?
4: I'm good, man. Um, last night, I put the finishing touches on a temp voiceover and temp music for the documentary. Nice. Um, sent nice. it out to you guys so you know I feel good man like I, I watched it over now that it has like a full treatment on it essentially you know what mm-hmm. I mean um, and it's uh, it's it's like it's engaging and it's I mean like obviously I'm probably you know I'm talking it up but I made the fucking you know we made the fucking thing <laughs> so like, like yo this shit is fine yeah. <laughs> it's <engaging>. um, but <laughs> it's a uh it's definitely, uh, it moves, which that's what I worried about the most when I was editing mm-hmm. was like, Oh, I don't want to sit on something too long. Like I want to make sure it make, make this feel like it flows. Right. Right. Uh, um, and I feel like it does. Like I watched it with the, you know, with the music and, uh, um, with the music and the, uh, voiceover and it sounds good. I mean, it's yeah. weird because it's me talking as if I'm, uh, Raj,
3: right right from his perspective yes
4: Uh, so it's a little weird but um, it's good and like I had fun like picking out music and um, placing that stuff in Uh, you know I I put a little hidden gems in there for like you guys yeah Um, and uh, you know I didn't do whatever the hell I wanted to do with it because it's like you know it's all temp shit anyway so no one's ever gonna you know what I mean like no one can sue us for using their music right it's like the demo yeah, exactly. This shit, like,
3: um is really exciting. I, I can't talk about, like, the full thing because it's not, yes. yeah. like, it's not done, but I, I had a dope call uh, with a, a dope company this week and it's looking like I'm going to be doing some, like, hip-hop documentary content for yes. them. yeah. And this is, like, this is exactly what we wanted to get into. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it's, like, it seems like on all fronts... Uh, the stuff is coming the game is coming to us, yeah, you know what I mean, which I really appreciate, and it's like you know two years ago, three years ago, we weren't you know doing what we're doing, and maybe like we were doing this podcast, but the uh the hope and the ambition that we had is' cool to see some of that stuff kind of trickling in,
4: oh definitely, um, I mean. I remember we would sit there and like brainstorm ideas for two hours before we'd even record sometimes at your crib. Like we would sit right. there and be like, yo, man, why don't we do something like this? Or why is it, you know, we wouldn't even do it in a sense. Of like, why are we doing it? We'd be like, yo, why isn't someone, uh, you know, such and such place doing this kind of stuff?
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And now it's like, oh, you know, we, we, you know, after a few of those talks, it became like, why the fuck we ain't doing it? And yeah. like, oh, they should let us do it. And then it became, Oh, we're gonna just go do it. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So Yeah, it's, it's cool to see. Yeah, like I I even uh edited together a little video for our homie Just. Um, hey, Deck shout Four. Out just. Yeah, Deck Four's new single that he's working on. Uh with our one of our other homies too. Uh he's working with Vega, so um which is mm. dope. Um Vega make that beat? Yeah, Vega made that beat. Oh shit, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I fuck uh, with that shit. Um so i uh I, I threw together just like it just on a whim like he hit me up like yo do you think like this idea for this video would be cool just for something just a, like a little promotional video and i was like yeah and he's like oh well i would uh i'll get you know i, I you think this you know the, the guy would be able to do this i was like i could do it just send it over to me like mm-hmm. i'll do it right now <laughs> you know what right, i mean right um and so I was able to sit and do that And like I posted about it And it was just like It's the idea of being like Oh this is what we're gonna do now For what we mm-hmm. This is what I do for a living now It's exciting cause um,
3: I try uh, To hold on to Like the feeling of like Childhood like Being playful and creative And like It's You know as you get older Like that spark kind of leaves you you know what I mean but like when I'm sitting down like obsessing about music and and writing about it or like making music or working on you know like this film stuff which is music related it makes me feel that same whatever like creative rush that I used to get as a kid and I'm grateful that um life is kind of uh made a way to where is like my work gives me that same feeling. It's incredibly fulfilling and it's exciting to know that we're going to be doing shit on like a deeper, grander scale.
4: Absolutely. I get that same feeling I used to get when we were kids and like, you know, you'd spit a dope rhyme at, you know, third period lunch Mm -hmm. and like, you know, we were all like, all right, well, I'm going to fourth period. I'll see you at fifth period lunch. Right. And like I'd go and write a rhyme in fourth period and be like, yo, I can't wait for like y'all to hear this or like mm-hmm. be at home that night and like writing something like, yo, I can't wait to spit this for them when we get to school tomorrow or whatever. Right. Um, right. You know, working on this kind of stuff is the same feeling. Like, dude, as soon as I finish that video, I hit you guys up like, yo, is it cool if I send this over to you guys to check mm-hmm. it out? Like it's that same feeling. Like you said, it, it's dope to be able to work to do something like that as a for a living. Like to be like, oh, to get that same feeling where I was like mm-hmm. when I was a kid and had that creative outlet, it's like, oh, that's the same way I feel now. And I, I'm gonna do this to make money, that's fucking love. Right. Yeah, I don't want um
3: I don't I don't want any kind any other kind of career, or any other kind of work. You know what I mean? Like this shit whereas I get to stay connected with like the culture that we came up in i get to in my own way like educate people on the culture and learn myself like this is this is cool adult life i didn't think when i was in my 20s yo like i didn't have um really a sense of direction you know what I mean like I didn't know what life was going to be like or you know how I was going to take care of myself or fulfill myself and I just didn't I just didn't have the vision for the shit and it caused me uh incredible pain to not know where you're going yeah oh 100% yeah. you know and, but now I feel so sure of where I'm going it's a fucking beautiful thing That I'm like It just like Talking with you about this now I'm like feeling it It's like Something that I'm really grateful for Cause I I remember A time in life Where I didn't have it at all
4: Yeah I mean even You know I talked with you About this earlier uh, Before we recorded Even in a sense of like With my depression Like you know Me and you had talked When I was working my old job And I, the job I mm-hmm. fucking hated The 9 to 5 bullshit Like i was depressed like heavily and a large part of it was like where am i going like what is my life yeah. like right now like and where does it go like is it is it this for the next 25 30 years until i can get this uh, until i can get uh, uh social security mm-hmm. like is this yeah. what my life is because yeah. like if that's what it is it sucks like you know what i mean um and like even like the other day um i was feeling like shit dude like just feeling down and i think was like some creative frustrations and then just you know just everyday shit man and Mm -hmm. um like being able to do something afterwards that was like creative made me feel good and like getting some good news through like even just like you know you got some good news and like i was happy for you right um That made me feel good where I'm like oh like you know my friends are prospering and like Mm -hmm. I'm working on creative shit like you know and it helped me just work through something where like my old job would have i had been like yo I'm here for the next 12 hours on overnight shift I fucking Mm -hmm. hate this yeah you know where like I didn't have that anymore it was like oh you know what I'm gonna go add some music to this documentary that I'm working on and that feels really good Right. Having that purpose. Yeah. You know
3: what I mean? Um I feel like it's a really underrated feeling in the uh the society that we live in. Like it's it's you know, people want it and people um know that it's important, but like really like having it and seeing it and like feeling it is incredible. Um I, I did speaking of like filmmaking i did want to talk about uh well you brought it up first but i i just watched it uh spike lee's new film is like so much going on which you know yeah. it's like a common spike lee thing um yeah, exactly <laughs> so yeah let's let's uh hop out for a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about it where
0: What do explorers, an army officer, and a Minnesota insurance salesman have in common? They all wanted to be the first to reach the North Pole, but only one of them made it. I'm Kat Long, science editor at Mental Floss and host of the new podcast, The Quest for the North Pole, which dives into the centuries-long race to explore the Arctic, find the Northwest Passage, and conquer the top of the world. With a cast of daring adventurers and some pretty determined amateurs— The race to the pole reveals the human desire to solve mysteries of geography and the soul. We'll look at the important Arctic expeditions that filled the blank spaces on the map and recognize how indigenous people made them successful. We'll examine what pushed explorers to venture ever farther into the unknown and uncharted and how the climate crisis is changing the Arctic today. Listen to the Quest for the North Pole every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Boom. Uh so yeah, we we over the weekend we watched um Spike Lee the Five Bloods. Yeah. This new joint that he has out. I appreciate um, it for the
4: spelling D-A, D-A, D A the Five Bloods. Bloods. There you go. Remember
3: when like like Bootcamp Click and all of it? Like Bootcamp Click misspelled everything? Yeah. Like they spelled recognize
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was misspelled. Everything has
3: Z's on the end of it. Yeah, now
4: um, no one uses vowels at all.
3: Now, oh, that's such like a fucking hipster thing. <laughs> niggas, when like the MySpace era was like weaning down, every like underground hip hop record or like beat tape had no vowels to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the wave that niggas was on. Uh, but yeah, Spike Lee. Um, did this just come out Friday or... Yeah, Friday. It just dropped Friday. Um, the Five Bloods, it's about uh, four guys who... It was a whole team of five that were in the Vietnam War. Spoiler, you know. Yeah, If, if you listen to it, you haven't seen it yet. Um, five guys were in Vietnam. One guy dies, Chadwick Bozeman, mm-hmm. He gets killed and the four of them decades later come back because they left gold in them Vietnamese hills (laughs) you know what I mean and um they go on this whole wacky adventure I this shit surprised me because it's real um the beginning is like the opening is like really playful where they're in the bar Mm -hmm. in Vietnam and they're playing like Marvin Gaye got to give it up and they're like bopping through the crowd and shit but like t- toward the like middleish end of this shit, it gets mad bloody yeah. and crazy. Yeah, My dog. I wasn't expect like you you saw in the beginning like with the flashbacks uh-huh. to the war and people were dying. I, I this shit was like it was like random deaths that were happening. It yeah. Yeah. Like um,
4: I I loved how it was shot. Like there's aspect ratio changes. So it's widescreen mm-hmm. when they're like in current day, and then every time they would go to a flashback, they'd cut to letter. They'd cut to uh, four uh, four three, so they they shrink the screen down. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually like I don't, I don't right. know if they shot it on like eight millimeter, thirty five millimeter, or they just like threw a filter on because like you could do that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, uh, but like that was all shot like so it looked like it was shot from back then. Um, mm-hmm. I appreciate the fact that he didn't even bother to like hire four other actors to play the young versions of like Delroy Lindo and <laughs> Lester Freeman.
3: <laughs> I beeped that shit.
4: <laughs> Yo, with the first, cause like it it
3: uh, does it open with a flashback. Either way. The first flashback I saw, I was like, wait, them the same niggas. This it's just Chadwick Boseman with like four old guys in Vietnam. Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I was like, Wow, they didn't even bother Jake, not even like dyed their hair. No. Nah. Or
3: like <laughs> I feel like Spike has a little bit of that. I know he was influenced by like the French New Wave uh-huh. kind of thing. So he he like he breaks he breaks up like the visual narrative a lot. He plays he's like a playful filmmaker. Yes. You know what I mean? And and part that part of it, to the fact that you saw in the flashbacks that like, yo, these these are like the same old humans <laughs> yeah. from twenty twenty in this film. Is it's almost like a um like a like an avant garde choice, yeah.
4: That they, he would do that,
3: you know what I mean? They're like I running love, around
4: with beer guts in the. Uh, <laughs>
3: right. None of y'all would have been fighting in Vietnam. Looking like y'all, look. I I enjoy um, and he did it a lot in the She's Got to Have It series as well. Spike Lee does this thing in his films now that um he alternates between live action film. And And still photos Photograph and like still shots I love that shit You know what I mean Like there's one scene where They're walking through the jungle They just found the gold And they've got like Heavy backpacks full of like gold bars On their backs And they're walking And the one brother's taking pictures And then they just show the entire frame of the film whatever picture he yes took, yeah. or whatever picture he just took so it's like a bird yep. in the air you know what I mean that shit's so beautiful and I love that he did it um, how he did it in uh, uh, She's Gotta Have It cause it was really another I felt like playful like avant-garde choice where you're just, you're just seeing pictures just still shots mm-hmm. you know what I mean um so yeah, I've heard different as far as like reception to this thing. I've heard some people say, "Yo, this is one of Spike Lee's best things." Like I, I looked up a list of Spike Lee's best, like top fifteen films. Uh-huh. I looked it up last night, and this was like number nine, <laughs> and it just came out. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so I've heard people really like it, and then I've heard other people be like, "Yo, this shit is trash." It's it's a weird uh, conflicted. Reception
4: to this film? Yeah, I um, well, Spike doesn't. Spike didn't write this. Mm-hmm. Um, he only directed it. I guess like and produced it. But um, uh, so I think I honestly I think there's script issues. Um, yeah, there's yeah. one part like when they're at that temple and they're preparing for the shootout. Like that French chick just watched like one of her friends get exploded and she's like laughing like with the dude i'm just like that totally just doesn't feel like it would be how you would be reacting to this situation right she Um, was sad for like a minute yeah yeah and then they were like all good yeah so i think there's some like tonal things in there that I, i mean like that could be scripting issues i will say this it's probably one of the most beautiful things he's ever shot it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's it's a beautifully shot movie. Like, and that's a lot of like directing. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Finding these beautiful shots. Um, there may or may not be one of those still picture, still frame shots in the documentary that we're working on. Um, hey. <laughs> but no, I, I I applaud him in a sense because, like, you know, listen, a Spike Lee movie when you watch it has certain things to it. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and I respect him so much for doing, like being brave enough to do those things. Because I'm gonna be honest, uh, I don't know if I'd be brave enough as a filmmaker sometimes to to break from norms. Yeah, that he does. Yeah. Um, that takes a lot of like bravery uh, to do those kind of things, and he's always done it. Like you know what I mean. His first mm-hmm. film is that. Like so from
3: the, from the gate. Yeah, you know. The, um, um, the original she's got to have it. Is completely in black and white mm-hmm. except for the scene in the park where the couple is dancing and that shit's in like fucking Technicolor and then it goes right back <laughs> to black and white like it was nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stuff like that is what I mean when I say like avant-garde and like playful, experimental filmmaking.
4: Yeah. Um, and he does a lot of that in this. Uh, there's a lot of like, and I like like the, um, the you know Delroy Lindo's character. First of all, Delroy Lindo, you let me an Oscar, um, and he been a beast, yeah, for a long time. He's an unsung hero, dog, for real, for real. Yeah. He's been great in like everything for a long time. Him, um,
3: he plays like the Caribbean gangster in Malcolm X. Yep, his he's so like the so when he's young, he's like like you could tell he's a genius even like uh, Malcolm says it in the films he's like what's the Indian Archie could have been a mathematical genius he's like smart and like but also like fearsome and then as he gets older I think he has a stroke and him and Denzel have that scene where he comes in the apartment and Denzel's like helping him work out his arm because his arm don't work so That shit is, yeah, that shit will make you cry. You know what I mean? And he has moments like that in this film too where he really shows you he know how to tap into that emotional thing, that like reservoir of emotion that great actors can do. I, I agree 100%. Give him an Oscar for this shit.
4: Yeah, he's fucking amazing in this. They'll probably try and give him like best supporting because this is an ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's fucking amazing in this. Man. He needs
3: some hardware behind yeah. this.
4: Yeah, when he like walks off in the woods toward the end uh, by himself and he's like, he's crying but angry and like Mm -hmm. it's fucking masterful performance dude like he's he's amazing in this Um, the when he's sitting in there like that's when it kind of makes that tonal shift a little bit of like oh these dudes were just bopping through a club to now they're like sitting down having drinks and he's like yeah you know uh, we need to build that wall keep
2: these immigrants out (laughs)
3: he's a a fucking Trump supporter and at one point he pulls out when when he uh, disowns his son his Mm -hmm. son was um, the brother uh, Jonathan Majors Uh who was in Last Black Man in San Francisco Delroy Lindo like disowns his son they get into like this whole big fight and he leaves the rest of his crew but before he leaves he pulls out the MAGA hat yeah (laughs) I was like yo You brought the hat to Vietnam
4: (laughs) Fucking crazy yo It's so crazy Yeah um I I think there's some There's some really good stuff in there Like I said I think there's some script issues With the the story I think overall Um but it's good I think it's a uh, it's a really good movie beautifully shot dude I really can't get over how gorgeous it is
3: um, it, it made me wanna like I remember I was watching it with Liz and I was like yo I would go to Vietnam yeah it looked beautiful
4: yeah um you know part of it like I'm watching it like There's a part where they like go off to go find the gold And like they're sleeping like using a Rock as a pillow and I'm like fuck I, That's why I don't camp dog like uh, There's no that shit looks all. Miserable um You getting like Lyme
3: disease and shit out there Yeah the oh, Uh uh-uh.
4: yeah, uh But no I like it, cause there's one point where they're like Going down the river and the one dude like flips up water in his hand and I'm like did you put your hand in that water like what you don't know what's floating right. around today. like I'm like that in like a creek that's like you know like penny pack creek or something I'm like I don't know what's right. in that water Um so yeah I, like but it, it's a fun movie in some senses like you know there's some decent I was surprised how much action there was mm-hmm. Um because there isn't much really through like t- like two thirds maybe three quarters of the movie yeah, it gets
3: buck wild. At the yeah,
4: end. yeah, it amps up a lot at the end. Um, it's a little long. Uh, it's like two and a half hours. I did, and, and I've heard that criticism
3: from folks too. I did feel like, um, like the midsection of it, they could have edited it down. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? absolutely. Obviously, like Spike's a master. You know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. I'd like, who the, the fuck like am I am to tell? Yeah, too. who
4: am I to tell like Spike to edit? But like, there's parts of it where I'm like, well, we kind of went over this already. Right, you right. Know what I mean, like he disowns his son like three times in the uh, <laughs> a good thing. Yeah. and he
3: explains it a couple times, like, yeah. oh, you know, my mom, like, like, yeah, I feel you.
4: Yeah. So there's certain parts like that. Uh, there's cool stuff. Like again, one of the things I've like I posted this the other day. One of the cool things I've uh since like editing a documentary. One of the cool things is watching shit now, is mm-hmm. seeing the seams and everything. Of like oh like yo that's cool He used this kind of dissolve He used this like uh, um, There's one part where he uses a divide That's like a top bottom divide Where it just like it starts with an all black screen And it slowly opens Mm -hmm. To like show you this beautiful Fucking scene And Mm -hmm. I'm like that it makes it So much more powerful when you do that Like you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so certain shit like that Like I can really appreciate That you know I might have saw that And be like oh that was cool but yeah. now I'm like, oh like I know why he did that. Right.
3: Yeah, he's oh. he's a living master. Yes, absolutely at this shit at this point. It made me um it made me think about my like ten favorite Spike Lee films. And it was hard, you know, like it was really I just I didn't like post it anywhere. I just did it like for myself to think about. But it was difficult and it wasn't there were like certain films like Girl Six um, Jungle Fever like films that I loved um, Four Little Girls that I really I was like damn I can't keep I can't put them Jones in here yeah it's too much the, the list is already too top heavy like 25th Hour is one of my favorite Spike Lee films yeah you know what I mean but you don't even you don't even hear that much about it no nah. and it's it's a it's an incredible movie
4: yeah I mean honestly I would say maybe it's his most beautiful movie before this one, like some like some of those shots mm-hmm. in the club, the lighting, like mm-hmm. it was fucking gorgeous, man. And
3: that shit, it came out two thousand one. Yeah, I was gonna say a, a long time ago. Yeah, that shit, like I'm sure you could put it on right now, and it look like it pops visually. Yeah, you know what I mean. Certain shit that was shot in the early two thousands, Um we were kind of making the transition, or we, we had made the transition from you know film shooting on film to like strictly digital yeah and a lot of that shit don't hold nope. up like we we watch a lot of uh reality tv like early to aughts reality tv and some of that shit look like bullshit yeah. you know what i mean yeah. 25th hour holds up beautifully yeah. visually yeah it did at least the last time i watched it which was probably uh two years ago the shit looked good
4: yeah definitely um i i And I mean, this may be even more beautifully shot. And part of that is just like the surroundings he has, whether they went to Mm -hmm. Vietnam to shoot this or not, which I'm not sure. Um, It looks like it. um, It,
3: Yeah, yeah. At
4: least part of it, it definitely looks like they went to, you know, some, at least some kind of Asian country where they went and that could shoot and and passively make it look like Vietnam. Um, Right. But, uh, it's beautiful. Like some of the fucking scenes are just gorgeous, like the background. Um, mm-hmm. And like so much of that makes a difference because it makes what's in front of you, like center camera, pop even more. Right. Um, right. And that's important uh, when you're doing that kind of stuff. And like, you know, maybe, you know, sometimes he may have been handed that script and been like, yeah, there's some like weak shit in here. I'm going to have to like prop mm-hmm. it up visually and make it even more interesting yeah um i think some of the stuff at the end with like him his dad like like part like here's like a couple of scriptures that i looked at and was like why did they wait till they were all like 70 to go to fucking back to vietnam to go do this
3: they, they even <laughs> allude to it they're like um when they find chadwick Bozeman's remains they're like you know it took us a little longer uh Than we thought Yeah You know what I mean I'm like dog Y'all was there in 1971 Yeah exactly
4: You know what I mean yeah. Like it was 50 years ago Yeah why'd you take so long To go back Whatever Okay like you know Whatever Like think, But something like that It's like one line Said by one of the guys Could have like Helped that
3: Yeah You know what I mean Like Maybe we Maybe we had a falling out Exactly couldn't, Yeah Couldn't get the whole crew together I know at one point Um My man Uh Shit, that yeah. dude um, he said that, I think it was him it was either him or the character Otis said that a mudslide had kind of revealed part yes, of the yeah, countryside. That's true, so maybe that was them yeah. being like oh you know we couldn't have gone back because it was buried under yeah, all of this that's like, true. rubbish you know what I think whatever.
4: that's right because I think he says like all our landmarks were gone um, right Right. so yeah that's that's probably true um, I I totally forgot about that. Uh, but again, like maybe you rehash that at some point to like nail right. that in for somebody like me who completely fucking forgot about that so you just mentioned mm-hmm. it. Um, and then there was just like there's certain stuff with like, uh, like the stuff with the uh Lester Freeman from The Wire and uh mm-hmm. the the former prostitute chick who has his kid, like the very end like he's just like she's like oh i love you dad he's like i love you too and it's like that just doesn't even fit because like you guys don't know each other at all and right Right. like you could you could make that be more conflicted a little bit um yeah
3: i didn't love the stuff i understand why it was in there but the uh like younger white characters who were part of the i guess nonprofit that was um Landmines, landmines. Yeah. I didn't <coughs> love any of their, like, nah. any of their sections.
4: No, nah, not at all. And I like the one dude to do the chunky dude with the glasses. I like him. I've mm. seen him and stuff, and he's good and stuff. Uh, yeah, but he yeah. didn't really have anything to do. Like you know what I mean? No.
3: He when they were um in the temple and they knew uh that folks were coming for them. They're like You know p- Doing their plan And they're like Alright you get a gun You get Homeboy just Yeah He he like hid behind a wall <laughs> Exactly While all the shooting <laughs> happened And then he walks out Just like Oh yeah Yeah <laughs> I'm in this movie too Like That I didn't love that part either
4: Yeah no um, there, I mean there's certain stuff like that But like you know It is what it is Um but no, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought uh I thought it was really good. And um mm-hmm. shout out to Rhythm cuz I Rhythm posted like, yeah, she's waiting to hear about the five Bloods joint. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah I'm yeah, waiting yeah. for somebody to tell me too because like lately Spike Lee can be a little hit or miss sometimes. And I was like, right. Let me wait until I hear something. Um but I think a lot of this um because there's flaws to it. I think a lot of this falls squarely in the lap of like the bravery of Spike Lee as a filmmaker Mm -hmm. so I think that like I I honestly think that that helps so much for this yeah absolutely so yeah um,
3: we're gonna chat about uh, Dave Chappelle also another master of American art and culture dropped uh, a new stand-up special uh, 846 846 so, yeah, we're going to jump into a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about that as well.
0: Do you ever wish you could get more from your podcast? Well, you can with BuzzFeed Daily, hosted by me, Casey Rackham, and me, Zach Safford. On our show, we've got more good news and more pop culture. More memes and more celebrity tea. More of everything that's blowing up your timeline and trending on the internet. Every weekday evening, we're giving you more of what you need to enjoy your day. Because what's life if it isn't to be enjoyed? Listen to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or
3: wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hello, lovelies. This is Arden Marine, and you may know me from Chelsea Lately, or Shameless, or more recently as Regina Sinclair on Insatiable on Netflix. I want to tell you about my podcast, Will You Accept This Rose, where we recap all the seasons of The Bachelor franchise, and we are very excited to talk about the new season of The Bachelor with Matt James. Each episode, we bring in amazing celebrity guests, and we have a bunch of amazing guests planned to cover this season with us, including Lance Bass, Ashley I from The Bachelor franchise, Paget Brewster, Doug Benson, Jerry Trainor, Rob Benedict, Lauren Lapkus, Brian Safi, Ross Matthews, Kate McCucci, Scott Ackerman, Miles Gray, Lacey Mosley, Michelle Collins, and more. If you watch the Bachelor franchise, you're going to love hanging with us while we get into the hot details of the show. You may have other choices in Bachelor podcasts, but none that are this funny, and we are truly fans. Catch our episodes every Wednesday and listen to Will You Accept This Rose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcast. Join us on this love journey.
3: Boom. So this week has been like <laughs> it's been lit with uh, you know, I know folks hate the the word content, uh, but we, you know, we have be been getting blessings, you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Um, Netflix hit
4: hard. The Netflix was
3: dropped the bombs. Yeah, yo. I've been watching uh, the whole quarantine. I've been watching BET+. <laughs> this shit made me... The Spike Lee shit made me jump back on Netflix. You know what I mean? But um, Dave Chappelle also dropped um, a new stand-up special. It ain't really... I,
4: don't know, I was about to say I don't know how much stand up really aside from like and he doesn't even really stand up that much. He kinda sits on that stool for most of it. Um
3: right. He's he's like yelling at America. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know yes. what I'm saying? Like like a a righteous anger. Yes. Um eight forty six. Um this is interesting to me. It's it's a direct response to the murder of George Floyd and you know another 500 years of black folks being terrorized by white supremacy globally Um, but Chappelle uh, he really it feels like he really just uh, let out you know all of this righteous anger Uh that was inside of him
4: yeah um, it was like a lecturing from Dave Chappelle to America right um, right. and there's some really honest and like uh, you can feel um, you can feel broken heartedness in certain aspects of it like he says like you know they kneeled on him for 8 minutes and 46 seconds he was like that's my birth that's when I was born 8 a.m. 8 46 a.m. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean Like you can feel like The The connections he makes You know what I mean And like Um It's another part where he mentions Uh uh, Something and it's like That's my birthday Like you know what I mean Right Um, Right And for I'm sure for Plenty of Black people in this country Like there's an aspect of like, yeah, they, that isn't my face, but that is me. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like so many different arenas, you know what I mean? I think part of what um,
3: I think there's a, a multiple uh, number of factors. And we talked about them on episodes prior to this. I think what really galvanized these protests you know, in response to George Floyd's murder, and then was galvanizing like this Chappelle uh, special and all of this rage. It's like, it's like the arbitrary cruelty of the crime committed. Yes, you know what I mean. Like a struggle with a gun and somebody you know getting shot. Even um, a home invasion you know these police how they killed uh, the young lady Brianna Taylor like come in their crib and like just start shooting the same way they killed Fred Hampton you know 50 years ago mm-hmm. um this shit though the fact that homeboy kneeled on his neck and rested there yeah. with his hands in his pocket it's just I think a lot of people are seeing this and they're thinking like yo they could snuff me out in that same way just arbitrary not even you know not even no sweat involved and just lean on me and suffocate me to death and it's not even a guarantee that they'll lose their job absolutely for doing it
4: no there was i heard somebody else say this is essentially it's a snuff film yes like it's a snuff i I still haven't watched me me neither and i I felt Dave when he said that he was like you know for a while I just watched, I saw the picture and like I was like I I could I didn't need to watch the video and like I mm-hmm. still have it I have made that choice a while ago to like I can't keep watching extrajudicial killings on fucking like social media feeds like I just can't you know what I mean? Right. Like, I right one was long, more than enough. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't need to. I don't need to continuously see it. That doesn't mean I'm ignorant to what's going on. I just I don't need to see it all the time. It just it's too oh. much. It's fucking too much to watch.
3: I can't think of what year that was. Um, the last one I watched, I want to say it was 2013. Somebody had just... It, it might have been um, after they executed Troy Davis. Like, one thing had happened. Uh-huh. It, it was. It might have been Troy Davis. It might have been when Trayvon Martin had got killed. So, it might have been, like, 2013, 2012, or 2013. One thing had happened at the top of that week. And then, by, like, that Friday, there was a video of a homeless man in L.A. I remember and this. And the cops... The cops just ran up on him and lit him up yeah. for nothing. And because he he was probably having like a psychotic break Absolutely. or something. Or he was just outside because he don't got a no fucking place to live. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they ran up on him and they laid him out. And I was like, you know what? I'm never watching this shit again. Yeah. I didn't watch uh, Philando Castile. I was like, I'm not watching this shit. I didn't watch uh, the Nipsey shit. Yeah, no, Because that was that was floating around. I was like, I'm not looking at this shit no more because this shit is traumatizing us and re traumatizing us. And it's I'm I'm an active dreamer anyway. You know what I mean? Like I dreamt the shit I was in Vietnam. Now that we're talking about yeah. the uh five bloods. I watched that shit and went to sleep, and the dream I had was the uh remember they were in the market uh with the river in it? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was in my dream I was laying in that water So well, my, yeah. Psyche, yeah. <laughs> my psyche My uh, psyche Responds to stuff You know what I mean So I was like I'm not watching this shit No more And You know There's issues with Dave Chappelle I think Dave Chappelle Said a lot of like Really fucked up And dismissive things Towards trans people Yes absolutely I I hope that that Backlash that he caught not like in a like bullies him into like having the right position yeah. but i hope that he listened
4: yeah that's the biggest that thing
3: shit. absolutely cuz he's he's valuable uh-huh. like his 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 genius is valuable and i hate that he's not connecting with the full community uh-huh because he thinks being gay and trans is funny or weird yeah. you know what i mean yeah that's that's the hope that i i he didn't speak nothing about you know that stuff but you know sometimes smart motherfuckers are hard it's hard to convince them that they're being dumb yeah you know what I mean because they they're they're good at figuring things out so it's hard to it's hard to tell a a, a check a a smart motherfucker they don't want to hear it you know what I mean so that's kind of the feeling that I get from him Uh, but this piece in particular that he put out you know it was it was good and it was necessary and it was righteous
4: yeah I think sometimes too It comes down to the idea of like The message is more important than the messenger Right And like what he's saying Is extremely important to hear Um, And you know Like you said He has issues and there's shit that he does need to like work on Like we Mm -hmm. all do But I mean there's shit that he needs to work on And uh, But what he is saying is extremely important even if even if it's just to hear the anger and uh, because it's not just anger man like it's pain like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's what you know he talked about this during it and that's what's true too he's like the fucking streets are talking why do I need to talk Right. That was that was like the line of the night. Yeah, <laughs>
3: Like when he said they said the the streets is talking. Like why do they need to hear from me or Ja Rule? Yeah. You know
4: what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's I think that goes down to what me and you we actually planned on talking about two weeks ago and we never actually got around to when uh you mentioned like there was a thing about like what little Wayne said and mm-hmm. like you were like, Yo, I wanna bring up the fact that like maybe we should just stop talking to people like Little Wayne. Like, you know what I mean? right and yeah like yo why do you need to hear from a celebrity like look what people are talking to you right now mm-hmm. uh, like there's a fucking message going on in the street yeah. right fucking now
3: yeah people who've been organizing this shit people been working on this yeah shit. Th- there are a lot of people who this month have just been introduced to the concept of abolishing police absolutely ab- abolishing prisons there are valuable voices that have been working on this shit for decades. <laughs> exactly yeah let's let's push them up to the front yeah. and talk to them yeah like you know
4: what i mean and hear what this shit is about i don't you know maybe ja rule doesn't have a great thought out version of why we should defund the police like you know what i mean right. like Right. It's a good, you know what I mean? There's a good chance.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's cool. There's tons of shit that niggas shouldn't ask me about. You know (laughs) what I mean? I have very uh, particular areas of knowledge and expertise. And that's fine. I love the fact that other motherfuckers know shit that I don't know. It means that we as a collective are figuring this shit out. But when we, I understand the call. For celebrities um, to say something, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Because like we're invested in these people. I, I this is like the silliest thing in the world. Um, Sharon Michelle Geller, who played Buffy the Vampire Slayer, threw up like a, a a Black Lives Matter joint. Yeah, you know what I mean on her Instagram. Like we don't need that. You know what I mean? But niggas is emotionally invested in this person's work. Yes. It's cool to see. Yeah, You know what I mean? So I understand why people get so upset when celebrities don't say nothing or when they, when they say the wrong thing or when they come out and they righteous and they on point with the people. It make you feel good. You know what I mean? So I get it. Um, but they don't need to be the center of this conversation. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? The people who... The victims of this shit, obviously, the communities that have been victimized by this shit and the people who've been organizing, theorizing, strategizing around this shit, this is their time. Uh And I think that's what Chappelle was saying. He's like, the streets is is hashing this out. The people are talking. Yeah. We don't necessarily need my take on it. Mm
4: -hmm. No. And you know what? He took his time and put out his thoughts when he collected them.
3: Right, that's another thing We don't give motherfuckers time Yeah, everybody wants an
4: immediate reaction from people And it's like, you know, some people Listen, man, people internalize shit And deal with shit differently Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I think, you know The idea of, like, silence is compliance And shit like that Like, there's there's value in that Like, you know what I Mm -hmm. mean? There is value in, like But I'm not always looking to you know, celebrities for that. Or, you know, I'm looking at people who are supposedly supposed to be leading in these situations and they're, you know, quote unquote, our politicians or whatever, and they're just like, yeah, um, you know, maybe we should give more money to the police. It's like, no, you're not Mm. fucking listening, dude. Like, you know what I mean? We're talking about defunding the police, not give the police 300 more billion dollars or whatever. Right. Right, like you're you know what maybe you should have J style it because the fuck you just said you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I think that sometimes you know immediate reaction isn't something you always need Um, I rather see sometimes have somebody you know give me their collected thoughts yeah a measured not even just measured but just like a thought that you took time to sit with and develop yeah 100% you know what I mean yeah, it's yeah. important. It's important. And I, I think, you know, um, it was a lot of righteous anger and pain in 846. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was important. And it's in a, it's an important mark. Um, and like you said, like, you know, he has a lot of issues. Uh, Dave does have issues, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, to deny um, the genius he's put out um, in the past – would be to say like you know there's a reason why he won the Mark Twain Mark Twain Award right so mm-hmm. you know he's put out some fucking next level shit yeah. and he's he's absolutely like gonna like go down as one of the greats oh yeah of like
3: already he could live to be you know 90 years old mm-hmm. or not and is you know he's he's like already stamped
4: yeah yeah no and I I think there's um I think there's a big value in that uh and in the idea that like you know you wanted it you wanted it and he gave you his collected thoughts on it you know what I Mm -hmm. mean and to have like you know we're you know even though there's still uh, protests going on and that kind of shit but like you know now we're two weeks removed from the initial like bombardment of everything and there's still righteous fucking anger and like what I would what I want to see too and I thought about tweeting this out um, and I didn't uh, but like I hope people realize, you know, we're not just going to like shut up because you took down a couple statues and right. like, you know, you pass fucking Brianna's law and you still haven't arrested her killers, but you passed Brianna's law. So crazy. Um, and uh, I think it's a a situation of like. You know, we're not just going to let this shit go like this isn't going to be something we let just go away. No, um, no this shit um, is is like changing
3: the the. we've talked about this before, like the conversation is different.
4: Yes. Yeah, I think it's important that we uh, we, you know, people know like, yo, listen, this isn't going away. We about to we're going to be on that ass about this shit making real decisions. Like I saw like just a reaction I saw from people toward like what's going on here in Philly with the you know, there was the budgetary meetings and like they got, mm-hmm. you know, three thousand emails about wanting people wanting to be able to make their voice heard. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like that shit is important. Yeah.
3: It it seems like like um a brother got shot uh over the weekend he was running away in Atlanta. He was running away. The police shot him in the back. His babies was in the car. Um, his lady was there and they killed this man. Immediately the uh the Wendy's where they were in the parking lot where he got shot got burnt up yeah. last night. You know what I mean? I feel like um people you know how they say like uh you can't let a bully like a bully, you know, bully you. You know, you, you got to stand up to one. Uh-huh. I feel like people are really building that capacity to be like, no, you know, you can't arbitrarily kill people in our community or in any anybody else's community without a response. Yep. And the response is growing more militant. You know what I mean? And that's not like on some like glorifying violence type shit. It's on some... We in this country have to renegotiate our relationship to policing. Yeah. This shit is flagrant at this point. You know what I mean? This shit is flagrant. Um, you have a uh, police chief... I think it's in New York the police chief made that bullshit speech yeah. about we have 7 million, 70 million interactions and only a few people get killed. And if somebody made a good point They was like, yo, imagine if I'm a baker... And I said, yo, I beat 7 million kicks this year, and only 1,500 of them had cyanide in it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, get the fuck out of here. There, There can't be this armed class of individuals who have a monopoly on violence, who are largely unaccountable. They have unions that protect them. They can't be allowed to roam around our neighborhoods doing whatever the fuck they want to do that shit's over and and what we're seeing is like i said a renegotiation of that arrangement yeah
4: yeah there has to be a re uh a renegotiation of that social contract yeah it just has to absolutely. be absolutely we can't um we can't continue to operate that way and you know um one of the things I think, like, you know, like you said, there's a the police sergeant or, whatever, or a police commissioner or whatever in fucking New York is out there and he's, oh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, trying to, um, you know, we had, you know, don't call us thugs and animals, blah, blah, blah. Like, yo, y'all, y'all just drove, <laughs> y'all just ran over protesters, right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like you Mason people, baby. Yeah. Like at a protest. We watched that shit happen. Right. Like What else
3: what else are you if not a thug and an animal? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a do Diallo um not I'm to do Diallo the other uh brother I can't think of his name the brother that the NYPD raped a Yeah. Uh, uh, we was kids when that yep. happened. So how many other people, countless people, have they raped, maimed, killed, assaulted, traumatized in in the 20 years or so since that shit
4: happened? They shoved a the 75-year-old white man to the ground and walked over him while he was bleeding out his ears. That was on camera. Imagine yep. what they're doing when it's not on camera.
3: Yeah. And I'm hoping, I was thinking about this this morning, um... And I posted about it earlier in the week. I really hope white people in this country start to internalize their relationship with the police, too. Yeah. Once, because, you know, a month ago, they let white people do whatever as far as, like, protesting. When they was protesting to go get haircuts and tattoos and shit, you know what I mean? And go go hang out at, at Applebee's. The police were like kittens with them. Yep. When they said, we will not allow you, we're not black, but we will. We know how you treat black people and we will not allow you to kill and beat and harass black people anymore. We're not going to be stand by and be complicit about that shit. They start beating and shooting at y'all yep. too. And I hope that non-black people in this country realize that all of this inequality all of this murder and theft it's it's like your your right and left foot it stands on indigenous people's backs and on black people's backs Uh and i hope that motherfuckers really realize like oh we can't turn a blind eye to this shit because it hurts us too yeah you know yeah I I, I, I I hate that george floyd might have died for that I'm, I'm not even gonna say that he died for that yeah, I, I, I hate that that's a result uh-huh. a potential result from him dying but we got to start thinking about this shit differently
4: yeah no completely and i think that's something uh you know I, like I was talking to a friend and, and you know we were we were talking about The situation and he was like yeah But you know once things like you know open up Some more people will go back to their regular lives And blah 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 and I was like yeah But it's more about like you know The one out of every ten people that actually Just got radicalized because of this mm-hmm. Because they're going to continue to carry The torch going forward like you know what I mean yep. um, And Your hope is that like yeah some more White folks were like oh shit like just because i supported black lives matter i got maced in the face right or you said yo don't maybe don't kill a person yeah exactly for no
3: reason a cop maced you for that yeah you know what i mean yeah. they're threatening to walk away oh you know you you got a problem with what we're doing we'll walk away
4: <laughs> yeah fucking go in yeah Go ahead and do it You mean you don't You know what I mean? You don't want to Support state sanctioned violence So well, I'll just leave my job Please do Yeah like Please do Like that's the like The wildest thing to me Is that what That's the reaction That these, these folks is having Like oh well mm-hmm. you, you mean I can't Just beat people For mm-hmm. no reason That's
3: why that good cop shit Is bullshit For, for many reasons Yeah But if You know this this would never happen, but me and you are co-workers. If somebody came out and said, yo, Josh has been wilding, he's been shooting at us, yeah. he's been raping women, Josh's been doing the worst fucking things. There's no way in my conscience where I could be like, oh, you don't rock with my man and you don't rock with me. Yeah. If the shit's true, because they know it's true. Yeah, yeah, they exactly. see They see their fellow officers. There are probably cops... I know for a fact that there are cops that go out on the street and they're not wilding like these other cops are. Mm -hmm. But the fact that y'all can all fall behind the worst of the worst, it tells me that y'all are the worst too. Yeah, exactly. Cause there's no way, you know, we've, we've seen folks in, you know, like our local music community that were abusers and shit. These motherfuckers are pariahs. Yeah, man. exactly. It got shot. St- yeah, yeah. We don't want to stand next to him. It's niggas. I ain't gonna say the nigga name. It's a nigga right now. <laughs> Listen to that, <laughs> but I'll say it. It's a nigga right now that's a, a pariah in our city, and the only shit that he do is with out of town niggas. Yep. And he walking around with a mask on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, uh if the police that were good police were actually good and were actually
4: invested
3: in humanity they would ride on the other ones yeah but they don't yeah, they no. protect
4: them and, and that's the that's the thing so yeah um, I guess we should start getting ready to wrap up uh, yeah
3: yeah let's chat I don't, I don't have any albums I just wanted to give a shout out to one song yeah 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 go ahead to wrap um, up. go ahead
4: you can talk about that
3: Yeah, uh, Lil Baby put out a record called uh, The Bigger Picture, you know what I mean? And it's like, in a way, in in the same way that uh, All Right was kind of taken up as an anthem around like the Ferguson and like the Mike Brown protests, this is looking like it's going to be the song for this moment yeah. for the uh, George Floyd protest so yeah like big up to him you know what I mean it's a dope record he's like spitting on it really like heartfelt you know what I mean and, and talking about this whole thing of you know police brutality and, and not um, not taking it anymore resisting to this shit which is really what We need in music right now So like I just wanted to Big him up It's called The Bigger Picture It's by Lil Baby And it's like a dope record
4: Yeah it is Um, I saw that you threw it On the list And I hadn't I hadn't listened to it And then um, Just a little while ago Before we were recording um, I had to take my son somewhere and he asked me. He was like, "Oh, did you hear Little Baby's bigger picture yet?" And I was like, mm-hmm. "No, nah, I didn't." He was like, "Oh man, it's dope. He's talking about what's going on and blah 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 blah." And I was yeah. like, "All right, I gotta, I gotta check this joint out because I mean, like, as just seeing the name, it's like, who knows what that means? Like, you know what I mean? I didn't know if it was an album or anything, right. so." He said, like, oh, yeah, he, he dropped it. And uh, he was like, it's really good, man. He's, like, talking about, like, voting and stuff like that, too, on there. And I was like, all right, I'm going to check it out. Like, it had my mm-hmm. son amped enough to be like, yo, say something to dad about it. Um, I was like, oh, I got to check it out. And then I, cause I already saw you put it up there. So I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, And I mentioned it to my son. Like, oh, yeah. I was like, no, but John put it on the list for uh, what we're going to talk about for the podcast. So I'll, I'll check it out before we uh, go. Up. But it is. It's a dope song. Yeah. Um, it actually, excuse me. Actually, made me go like, you know what? I should go listen to some more uh, little baby stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like he was he was the bad baby as far as like I had the baby, right, and right, right? I was like, you know, I listen. I can only listen to so many dudes named you know baby <laughs> in a name. So right, <laughs> I'm gonna start. You know, but no, this dude. Uh, this joint is actually dope. So I'm gonna go check it out. Um, I mean, right. uh, check out some more of his stuff. But um, this song was yeah. actually dope. The beat real dope too. So, um, yeah. I checked out the dude uh rumor oh, okay um he's that he's the cat that had that uh like viral record that's like a country record but like mm-hmm. it's him and his homies like dancing around the hood with like <laughs> with like AK-47s <laughs> got the ladders and shit yeah. Yeah. um yeah. so i checked out that and i didn't know that was him at first i saw it pop up and i'm like why is this the lead record in Titles like new releases mm-hmm. um, Cause I didn't know that it was I thought that was a joke I, When I first saw that I thought this was like, Oh this right. is like some TikTok type shit Or some shit Right um, I thought that was kind of But you know what I thought uh, Moo by Doja Cat Was a joke for too So you know Right Right um, So I checked that joint out And uh, It's um, It has some highlights mm-hmm. um, The joint with him And West Side Gun Is really dope Oh shit yeah. um, There's a joint with him and uh, Future and Little Baby And that joint's mm-hmm. dope um, And then there's a joint I think it's called like Never Coming Back Or something like that um, About like him and a chick or whatever it's actually really good uh, okay. I think he's kind of like Not final You know what it kind of reminds me of It reminds me of uh, the weekend's first joint that like triple mixtape thing that he released, mm-hmm. where you're yeah. listening and you're like, Oh, this is really good. Uh, this is uh, you know what I mean. And it's like, Oh, he hasn't reached final form yet. Mm. Um, what I worry about is he's a super product of like um music industry shit mm. in what way. Um, I was reading an article Because like I pulled it up I was like who is it So I pulled up the name And there's an article That popped up And it was like That viral That video that he first did That's like Mm -hmm. Like the country music joint Like it got text message to like every music reporter around or some shit like that oh shit and
3: yeah. like his so there's, there's a machine
4: there. yeah his manager is like one of the biggest managers in music and like so part of me went like I wonder how much of like this is uh like industry like prop type shit mm-hmm. um you know it's crazy I don't mean to cut no, you off no, no, you, you know it's the
3: shit that was like that That bugged me out Remember the uh, The whipping the nene shit Yeah Dog I thought That that was something That kind of like Organically Doesn't sound corny But like organically Like came out of the community Yeah Dog Like Madonna Somebody wrote uh, A whole expose about <laughs> it Madonna Like a, a marketing company That Madonna Owns a part of Manufactured That whole fucking sensation.
4: Yeah. And so so I was like, uh, and then like, it's, oh, he's, he's doing these, uh, like country ballads, but he's got a ski mask on and he's toting guns. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. am I going to find out this is some bullshit of like, you know what I mean? Like almost blackface type shit. Like I'm not going to be happy, but I will say this, whoever dude is, he is talented. He can sing. Yeah. Um, you know I hate for it to come out that it is some kind of like just complete industry plant shit mm-hmm. um, but he is a super talented dude he can sing his ass off he kind of has like almost a uh, Usher sound to him a little bit mm-hmm. um, actually made me go like I wonder if this is Usher like remember when the Nas the uh, uh Euro Drew groomers were like yo it's Nas putting out uh <laughs> I was like I wonder if this Usher putting out like some gangster shit but um uh-huh no I was like he does have like there's certain shit he kind of sounds like Usher but not all the time Um, right but he kind of he's like his his like most influential artists are like Drake and The Weeknd Mm -hmm. and shit like that And you definitely hear that Uh, so it's it's dope check out it's only eight songs too so like that was awesome Um, it's a dope to check out and just kind of like it's like halfway decent like just some good shit on there it definitely makes me go like oh I can't wait to see like what this dude's final form is as as an artist Mm-hmm. you know what I mean we, maybe we'll yeah. never get it because it's like the industry is trying to shape him to what they want it to be type thing who knows but
3: mm-hmm.
4: um, I would say check it out uh, You people may like it more than I did I, I dug it I thought it was cool I think just like four maybe five tracks on there that are really really good um, but yeah I, I would say check it out it's called uh, right. The Art of Dope Dealing is Dead or what the hell <laughs> something like that hold on yeah
3: it's uh, Drug Dealing is a Lost Art Drug
4: Dealing is a Lost Art yeah <laughs>
3: Which is an insane (laughs) title
4: Yeah exactly Um, But yeah I would say check that out Uh, But other than that yo uh, You can catch us on Twitter At Serious Rap Shit and Instagram At Serious Rap Shit Um, Mm -hmm. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram At Indi underscore SRS You're John underscore Liberator On Instagram and Twitter Um, And we will be back Next week with some more Fire for that ass Mm Mm-hmm work. Peace. Peace. Peace.
2: Serious is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts.
0: I'm Hillary Clinton. We're between seasons on my podcast, You and Me Both. But this week, we're dropping a special bonus episode. Because, let's face it, these are extraordinary times. I'm talking to Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi about the violent insurrection on
1: January 6th. We all agreed we had to go back to the Capitol. The security was making suggestions that we would all be transported by buses to an undisclosed location. The members would come there and say, no, the world has to see. Now just get it ready. And so you give us a reasonable estimate as to when that could be. But understand this, we're coming back and we're opening the session in the capital of the United States.
0: We'll also be talking about how we can move forward as a country. Listen to you and me both on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.